Good day. Could be morning, could be afternoon. (laughs) And welcome to Natural Health Dialogue. You are in for a treat today, as always, here with naturopathic Dr. Randy Lee. And today, we're going to, you know, I had no idea there was a a healthy way to cook and perhaps a non-healthy way to cook, but Randy's going to teach us some stuff about that today, and you're going to like it. What do we got, Randy? You know, Joseph, we started this year, uh, the whole idea of this first first week of every month, it has to do with family relationships and building family relationships. And uh, I'm going to tie how to cook in with family relationships today uh, and, and talk about the need for you to learn how to cook uh, in this age in which we live. Uh, it's, um, I've been really, really encouraged uh, here lately to see all of these companies that are sending you all the ingredients you you pick a meal you want to have for for any given meal that you have and and you send them off and they send you all the ingredients already pre-prepared and they send you the the recipe uh you can make quite a a stock of those recipes if you do that now why would i be excited about that Uh, my excitement falls in the fact that you're actually preparing the meal yourself and we've had the last three weeks where we've talked about gardening and container gardening and getting fresh produce and, and those guys, well, once you get all that fresh produce, if you don't know how to prepare it, then you've kind of wasted your time. You're probably not going to go to the farmer's market and pick up a lot of fresh produce and come home and eat it raw. So you need to know how to cook it. And so we, uh, we just thought we would talk a little bit about why we need to learn to cook and what's the importance of that. You know, back when I was a kid, most of the time, moms did most of the cooking in the house. As a matter of fact, we used to grade our moms on how well they could cook. Kids love to come to my mom's house to have a meal with us because my mom was a phenomenal cook. So, but nowadays, most moms also have a job. We're two income families now. Right. And so with them having a job, they're away from home and there's little meal prep time at all. Even if they come home at a time that's convenient for the meal, they may not have the time to prepare the meal before it's bedtime. Uh, shift work mm-hmm. means uh, regular meal makers may not even be home during the meal times. They may come out uh, time for prepping a breakfast. So, and then add to that this pandemic that we've been going through for the last year, uh, many of the restaurants are closed. So you can't even run to the restaurant restaurant and get something that's been freshly prepared. Um, you may be able to do a drive-through, uh, but the drive-throughs really limit access to what I call quality uh, cooked food. You can go through the drive-through and you can get a burger or you can get uh, a burrito or you can get um, a pastry, uh, but getting a good quality breakfast, that's becoming harder and harder to do. And the same thing for evening meals as well. Not to, not to count. I'm assuming that you're, I'm assuming you're trying to say that a a sausage biscuit for breakfast is not the healthiest thing for me to eat. A sausage biscuit for breakfast may be okay every once in a while as a break, but think about all of the uh, um, non-nutritive things that are in that sausage biscuit. All the I don't fats. want to think about it. Yeah, I don't right. want to think about it, Randy. <laughs> and if you're doing it every day, you're certainly not adding any health to your. And and then we're talking about families here as well. Are you going to grab a bag of biscuits and go home and and serve those every day to your family for a, a, a given meal or a bag of burgers? Right. And uh, everybody goes home and sit down and you have a bag of burgers. There's just not a lot of quality nutrition that's in there. So again, the answer to that is learn how to cook. Now I got to thinking, if you're going to learn how to cook and you've never cooked before, 
uh, what's step one? Uh, you've got the ingredients like these mail-in meals, uh, but then you need a recipe. And uh, so you got to learn how to read that recipe. Uh, you got you to know what's, what's in there and how to use it. Uh, the kinds of tools that you're going to need are very few. You need some measuring spoons. You need a few cooking pans. You may need a few other uh, cooking utensils, a stove or something to cook on. And then the big thing is the desire to learn uh, for whatever reason that may be. Uh, if you don't have the desire to learn to cook, you'll never be good at it. You may muddle through and it may be edible, but it'll never be that quality cooking that you see the people on the food networks that just throw together because they've been doing it for years and years and they know what foods go together. You cook enough quality recipes and you'll get to where you can do those recipes almost uh, blindfolded. Uh, they they right. get to be really good meals that you use. I've kind so of evolved as in my cooking philosophy as a dad. Uh, didn't used to have one just have it all cooked for me but then I found there was value in having a few specialty meals that dad does that everybody likes plus I like hearing everybody likes and they look forward to them you know yeah. like my smokes my smoked paprika fries there you go my my big meal is I always cook breakfast I have most of our married life I've been the one to cook breakfast <laughs> and I can cook a pretty good breakfast uh, and I can give you a lot of variety in that breakfast as well so, um, yeah, learn, learn to do some of those things. The next question is in, yeah, come on down any old time. Um, uh, where do you get the recipes? Well, uh, a lot of good recipe books. I encourage people to go back to their families back when families actually did most of the cooking at home, uh, find out what recipe books are there. They're probably earmarked with the ones that your mom or your dad, uh, said, this is one that we use that I could get to it quicker if I just dog ear it or something. Uh, so look, look for those kinds of things that are in your family history. Also, uh, you can, you can ask your friends, what are their favorite meals? Most of them will have recipes that they've used that they can pass off to you as well. And if you've eaten with your friends and you know how they eat, uh, you may very much like to have some of their recipes. Um, there are also, in this day and age, a phenomenal number of recipe websites. My wife is oh, constantly yeah. talking to me about going to recipes.com and picking up a good recipe. You just look in your pantry and see what you've got to cook. Look in your refrigerator and see what you've got to cook. And then you do a search on one of those websites, and they'll have any number of recipes that you can, uh, uh, you can do. Then you know what kind of spices you like. You know what kind of other ingredients you like. So you start looking for a recipe that includes the ingredients that you already like with the other ingredients that you already have in your pantry and, uh, and just get you a recipe, download it, or you don't even have to download it. You can just sit there with your iPad or pot, uh, uh, any of your uh, electronic equipment sitting open there on the counter and uh, mm -hmm. go through and Many of the recipes that you decide on, if you, if you decide in advance, they even have a list of the products that you need to buy from the grocery store. Mm. Now, the reason I would do that instead of doing one of these mail-in websites is remember they're mailing in good ingredients and good recipes and you can make them, but they're in an advanced price. You're going to pay more for that. You mm. can cook that same meal if you have the ingredients in the recipe on your own for about half of the price of what you're going to get it from them for. So right. week number one of this uh, whole start of this year uh, was guarding your finances. So take a look at that as well. And then finally, practice, practice, practice. 
like anything else in life, uh, the first time you prepare that filet mignon, it might not be perfect. But if you do it enough times, you'll get to the point where it is really, really good. Uh, I was really excited to call my grandson one day, who's now living along, graduated from college in December. Uh, and, and he was, when I FaceTimed him, he was preparing a meal from scratch. Said he got his recipe from his mom and had to call her once about how to throw some things together in the recipe, but he's preparing a meal for himself. And he says he periodically prepares meals for his friends as well. So that's exciting to me that he's learning how to cook. Why do this? One I've already alluded to, it's cheaper. Secondly, you get fresh prepared dinners. Thirdly, you're preparing at times that are convenient for you. Fourth, you can control the quality of that thing by the quality of the ingredients that you put in there. And then fifth, and the one I like best in terms of what we're doing with this particular series is preparing and cooking with a friend can be a social activity. There's nothing in the world like having a friend over, y'all prepare a meal together, you cook together, you talk while you're doing that, then you sit down at the table and, uh, and, and, and eat it together <laughs> and laugh about it sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. my, my parents always told us that we had to be home for mealtime. The, the repartee, the conversation that goes on at the meal table is the most real conversations you'll ever have with your family. So if you want to have right. a really truly family activity, cook together, sit down together, eat your meals together, learn how to cook. It's a very important part of, uh, of your being a family together. And that overall atmosphere and the relationships are, I'm thinking, going to definitely impact your physical health as well to some degree. Absolutely. And we'll tie these together with some, uh, some motivational things and spiritual things in the, in the weeks to come. This is the last of our uh, part of the series that talks about how to prepare. Now we're going to talk about how to stay healthy, and we'll do that for the next seven months. Excellent. All right. Excellent information, Randy. Thank you very much. Thank you. And we'll, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.